may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I love the John in our gospel today. I am in awe of the John that we read about who even when he was in his mother's womb leapt for joy when, he, when Mary came to his mother. I am astounded that in womb he already knew the Messiah who was also in his mother's womb. I don't know about you, but I can't think of anything amazing I did in the womb. So I did make my mother have months of bed rest, so maybe I was prophesying that I would be her most troublesome child. I am amazed at the John who goes to baptize the people of Israel, who goes into the wilderness calling on the people to repent and baptizing them. I stand astounded by the courage of the John who called out the Pharisees and also challenged Herod for marrying his brother's wife. All of those Johns are awesome to me. They are amazing to me. They are astounding to me. But the John we meet in this gospel, I absolutely love. And I love because he comes from a place of doubt. That John has been preaching that the Messiah is coming, the one who will liberate the children of Israel from the oppression of the Roman Empire, the one who will restore Israel's fortunes, the one who will represent God and usher in God's mighty kingdom. And yet, here he is now in jail. What happened to that Messiah, that promise of a new Israel? And so, when he sends his disciples to Jesus, he is coming from a place of doubt. Are you the one that we have been waiting for? Or should we actually be waiting for somebody else? If you are truly the Messiah, then how is it that I am imprisoned by King Herod? And I love this place of doubt because I recognize that place of doubt. I experience doubt so often. I look around the world and I'm, God, is this really your world? Is this the world of a God who loves us? A world where 
our children are massacred in their classrooms. God, how can this be your world? A world where so many places right now are suffering from tremendous drought while others are facing terrible floods because of climate change. God, is this really your world? Are you an all-loving God who created us in your image? When growing up, I lived in a country that questioned my very humanity. God, is this your world? Are you that loving God? And I ask, and God didn't always answer right away. You know, I'm willing to imagine that she had other things going on. But God did and does continue to answer. God says, tell, let me tell you. Let me show you that I am indeed God and this is indeed my world. And always and always those answers have come from others of God's children around the world. Like the children of St. James Madison Avenue in New York who when the South African government took away my father's passport, they sent a huge box of love passports. Those passports were not going to let him travel anywhere. But what they did was remind us that we belong to a union, to a community that is bigger and stronger than any government. God says, look, do you see the people of St. Thomas in Gahiso, people who are themselves poor and struggling and yet have established a ministry to look after those dying of AIDS? God says, are you paying attention to the actions of my people. Tell the world what you see. That you see churches and ministers in Nashville who have started a ministry, an in and out ministry at Riverbend Maximum Security Prison where they are teaching prisoners and students from universities in that town together at Riverbend Maximum Security. 
so that prisoners are leaving Riverbend with degrees. God is saying, look, see what I am doing in the world. Look at the people of all saints Atlanta who are packing backpacks for children going back to school, giving them their school supplies and now buying gifts so that children who would not otherwise are able to have the joy of a Christmas morning. Over and over, as I have experienced doubt, God has given me glimpses of glory. A glimpse of glory. And I take that phrase from the title of a book by Gonville French Beter, who was Dean of St. Mary's Cathedral in Johannesburg and was arrested by the South African government. And then when he was released, because he was a British subject, was deported from South Africa. And A Glimpse of Glory is the title of his book that talks about his experiences in South Africa and in prison, but mostly talks about the ways that he has seen a glimpse of God's glory. And I was given that book by a chaplain at my university when I went to England to study and experienced a profound depression. And so he gave me this book and said, you know, French Peter also suffered from depression. And this is where this book comes from. So read and see where he found glimpses of glory. And he speaks of the glimpse of glory that God gives him in the darkest times, talking about being in prison and having a Eucharist by himself with bread and water and saying, I'm thinking, how can I be celebrating Eucharist alone? This is not what Eucharist is meant to be. And then God shining into that cell, a glimpse of glory when he recognized that all over the world, Others were celebrating Eucharist just as he was. Some at exactly the precise time he was. So while he was alone in his cell, he was not alone in worshiping and glorifying God. God gave him that glimpse of glory. And over and over God has offered me those glimpses. And the glimpse of glory is always others of God's children who remind me that indeed we are a communion, a fellowship, a body that is sent 
to be the heart, the hands, the eyes, the feet of Jesus. That we, each of us, is called to be the glimpse of glory for all the rest of us. So I love this John who shows that doubt doesn't stop us from being God's beloved. That indeed we are each offered over and over and over again amazing glimpses of God's glory. Amen.